You're listening to episode number 54, Does Getting a PhD Help You Long Term? Pro versus Con. Welcome to another episode of The Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business equipment and enhance your efficiency. If you have not yet done that, connect with me on LinkedIn because I'm regularly posting there additional news and sharing relevant articles and lots of other useful content for statisticians. And that would be very, very nice to get you there and help you there overall. In this episode today, we talk about benefits and limitations of going for a PhD. And this is a very particular episode because I went for a PhD and finished that, whereas Benjamin directly started with his job at a zero. So we can talk about this from these two different perspectives, what it means short-term, long-term, what are the different applications, what are the different aspects to think about. This podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode of The Effective Statistician, and today it's again my co-host Benjamin and myself. Hi Benjamin, how are you doing? Hello, Dr. Alexander. <laughs> yeah, today it's about the PhD, and there's actually one difference between the two of us. I decided to pursue one in Göttingen, and Benjamin didn't. <laughs> yep, you may call me Mr. Non-PhD. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's, that's why I, I had enough after university, so I, I really was looking for something else to do. Uh, yeah. So why did, why did you stay then for, for doing a PhD? Actually, I really enjoyed my time at university and um, I was really interested to go deeper on my master's thesis topic and and expand of, on that and um, it was it was really a great time at university you know because I was basically living on the cost of a student more or less. Mm. And um, I was earning some money uh, via the um, uh, project that I was supporting at the Statistics Institute. And um, there was lots of mutual benefits between the Statistics Institute, the uh, doing the PhD, and um, you know working there at the clinic, getting some first experience in, in consulting with uh, physicians there. Um, working on their projects and, and helping them uh, drive these things forward. So it was really, really a nice time. And also I had a, a really amazing working group I was uh, working in. Mm. And 
uh, it was, um, you know, the same people that I did my master thesis together with, we all went uh, and went ahead and uh, dive, uh, went to yeah, work on our PhDs at the same time. So that was just a lot of fun. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, no, I, I mean, I know the Institute, I mean, for the listeners, it's probably that, you know, we did the same, we did the diploma uh, thesis or the, the master uh, at the same Institute in Göttingen uh, at the university. So I exactly know where, what you're talking about. And actually I started my, my master at the time when you had your PhD almost finished. So I think there was an overlap of um, a few months or half a year, maybe maximum. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, it, it's an, it was a great opportunity for me as well to do, to do, to work uh, at the time of the master thesis, but still uh, probably also because I, I felt a little bit, you know, at, you know, at my limits of maybe with the theory of mathematics, I really want to get into the practice. So that's, that's why I didn't really pursue um, staying at university, but doing rather like work, real, real work um, in the industry. So, yeah, and that's really the topic of the day: the yes. pros and cons of doing a PhD uh, or not doing a PhD. And um, to give you a little bit of a warning, uh, you'll not get a clear recommendation from <laughs> us today. <laughs> Actually, there is no there is no clear guidance on that. I think this is really a personal um, decision, obviously. Um, yeah, but but hopefully it's a discussion that uh, Benjamin and myself will have give you some insights in um, whether you want to do it, and you know maybe you want to actually pursue it. You know, after a couple of years in the pharma industry. So so I know people that you know uh, went ahead and then worked only part-time and then the other times they worked on their PhD. And so um, we're not specifically talking about that, but, you know, uh, when I did my PhD, that was directly after the, my master's thesis. And I, I even considered a little bit of uh, switching universities at that time. But um, yeah, just because of the points that I just raised, it was... Um, yeah, an easy decision to to stay and move on. Yeah, that, that thought I actually had as well. Um, I think few years, three years after I started um, at my, uh, you know, with a, with the company that I'm still working on, um, I had the the thought of doing the PhD um, the parallel and try. And I think I was even in contact with you regarding this. Um, you had a recommendation from some professor in in, in the Netherlands, I believe. Yeah, and um, so there was there was some activity on this one, but at the end it didn't work out for me, and also like personally uh, it was quite tricky. But that's that's really like a like a good opportunity as well, especially if the company plays along and allows you to work part time, and you know so yeah. So if if there's for example no opportunity for um, for the university to to pay you a little bit of money if you know if you're in, involved in sponsored project for example then they have usually the budget for this but if not and you're doing this with phd really for the for the phd itself um, in parallel of your work then then i think it's a it's a good opportunity as well to consider this yeah so let's first dive a little bit into the pros of uh, why uh, doing a PhD would be very, very good. And obviously, I will argue a little bit in terms of that. <laughs> um, and, 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 and 
One point is that some companies actually provide more long-term opportunities for uh, those that have a PhD. So um, there are some companies that uh, value uh, this PhD very, very high. And if you want to um, have a very, very long-term career view on it, uh, the PhD can act actually accelerate things. And you might get to bigger areas where you don't get without a PhD. Because if you look into these research areas, there's lots lots of other functions where a PhD is ne nearly required and people will, you know, want to work with other people that have a PhD. And so that's where that is comes sometimes coming from. Even if it's for kind of management le level kind of jobs where, to be honest, the PhD itself, so the technical learnings that you get from that probably isn't so much needed yeah i think it's well it well maybe maybe one one step back before we you know discuss the pro and cons maybe um just just one word about um the the phd itself i mean obviously there's a different there's different um jobs for statisticians so yeah. and i think whatever we discuss here now is you know it doesn't it doesn't cover all opportunities so as as you said you know if you go into into statistical research within a pharma company then a phd is definitely more helpful as if you go uh, into like a um, tiny cro job where the statistician and pro statistical programmer is basically a combined job role and you you're focusing on on programming um And a half the time, and so so it's it's really about what 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 do you want to do, what do you want to aim in in your career, and um, therefore there's a really for for some of the jobs it is definitely you know um, an added value uh, to have a PhD, um, maybe not necessarily, but at least um, potentially, and in others it's just not. So therefore yeah. um, there's a wide range of um, of uh, opportunities that you have as you know as a statistician and and related um, jobs and um, therefore it is um, the the decision of doing a phd is not really like about going through points of pros and cons it's really about what what do you want to do with this yeah yeah okay, of course that's, that's that's the thought but yeah, yeah but and, and to but, your but word, I think But I think there's an important point, you know, if you speak about a variety of jobs, um, of course, there's also uh, an association with seniority and experience. You know, if you have, uh, if you want to get to certain jobs, you just need to have maybe 10 years of experience. And if you're in the situation that you're just about to start your career as the, uh, in the pharma industry, then that basically is, you know, 10 years, 10 years ahead of us, uh, of you. Can you really think that far in the future where, what you want to do at that time point? So I think the PhD may give you in the long run more opportunities. May, but mm. of course that is kind of predicting in ten years' time, and that you know these these things don't change so much in in ten years' time. But yeah, um, fully agree. It's it's just that for for the for the decision before you do a PhD, and maybe after you know in the situation that we were after doing the master, it's it's really kind of you you have a feeling of 
whether, for example, theoretical statistics is more what you favor, yeah. or is it really using like doing the practice? So, so for theoretical statistics, obviously, in, in the academic uh, career or also in the pharma, like as I said, like in a in a um, methodological um, department or environment, uh, it's obviously it's an advantage. Um, yeah. for a PhD and you won't even probably get into that department or into this job without a PhD yeah. um, that's why that's that's a decision I mean you have to break it down into the type of the uh, of the, um, in the step of your career so if you're in the beginning of your career obviously you have other questions that you can challenge yourself on uh, then you have 10, 10 years experience yeah so definitely mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, there's a variation between the different countries, uh, companies. So, so some companies are much more kind of um, focused on PhDs, and some other companies uh, don't care so much about it. So, um, there's yeah. lots of variations and, there as well. And taking yeah. the point that you had earlier about the long-term opportunities for those with a PhD, I think it's also short-term opportunities that you have with a PhD. Um, yeah, speaking about yeah. salary, for example, usually there's a there's a different salary um, range for um, this additional education, this additional PhD that you have compared to having only a master. Yeah. Which on the other hand, I don't know if it really pays out. Um, it may, may pay out at the end of the day or end of the life maybe um, because you, you usually spend three, four, I don't know, five years extra in, on doing the PhD while the master student already had five years of earnings so yeah. um, it might be yeah. different steps of career so it's it's kind of theoretically that you get a higher level of sometimes or quite often i believe get a higher level of payment than you have yeah PG. yeah so the entry position is uh, surely a difference between master and phd levels um in terms of by the way in you know, we are, we are speaking here lots of time about master, and of course, you can also finish with a bachelor. Um, but usually, I encourage people to do a master uh, as well, um, just as a side note. So, in terms of um, other things that I considered um, uh, for my PhD or that I actually found out later, uh, is it really gives you um, more kind of a trust status as an expert at the beginning. So, um, of course, you know, that isn't so important after a couple of months or years that you have worked with people. But at the first time you meet with people, that gives a different, yeah, that's just a different um, trust level and expert level that you get. No, uh, yeah, it's true. Um, it's the first impression, you know, if you have a PhD, Dr. Alexander, it's more more impressive um, than than uh, just Mr. Alexander. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but and also, I think, I think, you know, we we are working in the medical environment um, quite often as statisticians, at least in the pharma um, in the um, environment, and I think since we are working with medics quite often who usually have a PhD yeah. that that allows you to have a better, also better entry or, you know, to, to be on the same, or maybe they, they think that you are, they are, you are on the same level as they are. And I, I don't know how often actually I experienced that without being asked, uh, I had an advantage. I was 
you know, I was approached by medical doctors via email, you know, and the communication that I had with them due to the work with Dr. Peaceful. Yeah. Because yeah. we were just assuming kind of that if you don't say anything, you have a doctor, you have a PhD, yeah. um, which is... Um, which proves, you know, this point for, to to be right that that they that's quite a good entry, uh, or like uh, tickets, you know, to um, to them towards them, so they appreciate or they they understand or they, um, yeah, take take you probably more serious than you do with other. Yeah. Issues. So, but it's not only on the medical side, which you know they are very proud about their MDs. Um, It's also, you know, if you work in, in the earlier phases and you work with biologists or chemists, yeah, um, mm. most of them will have a PhD, um, especially in these areas. Um, so that's also another uh, position. There's other areas, of course, in, in your business where rarely someone ha will have a, a PhD. So, so if you work with PRA or with health outcome people or with... Um, Uh, with marketing, uh, very rarely someone will have a PhD, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but actually, I you know, even though I, what I said, I think it's it's easier to get in there. But but I don't think that I had any exp bad experience really without a PhD either. No, no. So I, if you I, if you yeah. prove yourself, you know, if you prove yourself to be an expert or to be the person that they require, I mean, it's just you know, you have to prove it. You know, then it works as well. It's not. Yeah. It's not necessarily a PhD. It might make the life easier, but it's. Um, it's not the only ticket um, that yeah. you you can uh, that yeah. you need to be on the level with them. It's just that you know, in situations where you you know maybe sit on a podium or things like that, that mm. is uh, where that makes a difference, and the you know, on on some agendas or stuff like that. So that's that's really the point. Another point that I really enjoyed uh, about the PhD is um, it gave me the opportunity to have a really good time at university, not only for the fun part, but also for the overall personal growth. So I explored lots of uh, activities. I had the opportunity to dive very, very deeply into certain technical problems um, that I never had later in, in the job. Um, it gave me the opportunity to learn about a wide range of things on, on statistics. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, learn about simulations, learn about various methodological approaches, very deeply understand these various methodological approaches, um, uh, work on publications, Uh, these type of things and I got a very very good training in terms of presentation skills uh, during that time mm. so these were all very very good things and and um, also the consulting work uh, with the within the clinic was really a, a lot of things that I learned which helped me tremendously later in career Yeah, I think this, for the soft skills, that's definitely something where you can learn learn a lot and also statistical expertise and stuff like this. I think what, where I would say it's not very helpful um, to to continue for to work for for several years in the academic environment is the 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 experience of academia. 
like the the environment itself. So I think this is not comparable to the um, to the economical working industry. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's a huge this is, difference. Yeah. There's a huge <laughs> difference, and that is sometimes what I see is that that um, for for example for applications for jobs that people simply don't understand some questions because they have never experienced anything like this. Yeah. I wouldn't say, yeah. you know, no, I, I can't think of an example. I mean, for example, like, um, yeah, it, it kind of a time pressure, not necessarily, but the, the pressure that, that a sponsor, for example, has uh, on, you know, for, for economic reasons on a, yeah. on the finishing a study or delivering something that is yeah. a pressure that you never experience in an academic environment. No, yeah, so, completely yeah. agree. So, so the the uh, time pressure is something completely different. Um, and one thing that is also very different is, um, in my experience, you are working very, very self-driven and self-organized uh, when working on your PhD. So it's you're not working in this network and framework of of a company. Um, where there's everything kind of set up to, to make you move forward, pull you move forward. <laughs> <laughs> when you were working on your PhD, you need to push yourself uh, all the time. But I think, you know, that is also something that you really learn there to, to push yourself forward and um, move forward much more independently than, you know, in the usual time of your, of your studies where things are much more kind of organized and, and uh, there's these specific courses that you all need to take. So my experience was that the PhD time was much more free time to study as well. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I think the, the, the time or the freedom that you have in the university environment uh, in many, many ways is different to, to the industry environment, um, which is, which is good on the one side to learn as to learn for, for yourself and with the pressure to pressure yourself and to challenge yourself more and to have maybe to have presentation, um, presentation for a conference um, as a time pressure if you like but yeah. otherwise um otherwise it's not it's different to um to the usual um environment that you have in the industry however i think some of the institutes are moving away from that i was i was actually going to say um that for example we do have you know sops and regulations and stuff what we need to follow and kind of it's a it's kind of a narrowed environment that we can where we can Uh, work within certain limits and frames, um, and I think this is this is what you usually don't have at the university. Uh, however, I think this is this is a little bit changing for some of the um, more applied um, parts of university, uh, where where you have institutes that are working closely with industry um, uh, together. So there might be some uh, some. Uh, areas which is between the classical university environment and the industry. Yeah, yeah, I, I can relate to that. So, so there's of of course changes there that's happening, and you know one warning in terms of working on a PhD is, is surely um, you need to be passionate about your your project, your topic, because you work on it for quite a long time, and if you're not passionate about your research topic. Um, 
it's quite a long time. Yeah, but you know, if I was really passionate about it, and it gets you the additional uh, opportunity to publish methodologically to present at conferences. And of course, that gets you a lot of additional exposure um, for for job search uh, later on. So, so if you have um, that strategy in mind when starting your PhD, um, that's another pro in terms of working on the PhD. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I I'm not sure if I would have been in this situation of understanding really what what I'm what I, I was looking for, you know, when I'm looking for a job. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of the um, the difference that if you if you work in the industry and then you kind of understand where things are coming from or going to and and kind of have a better understanding of what you prefer to do or where where you would um, aim for. But if you work in in the academic environment and then aim for a job in the industry, it might be also quite difficult to to understand whether the decision you do is then the right one. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm not sure if I was really clear about this, but it's, it's kind of you know it's it's it, you're not experienced in the environment that you are looking for working into, so that's why it it might be um, quite theoretically that that there's a there's an um, additional exposure for for job search. I mean, I mean obviously yeah. if you're presenting at conferences, people might get up to you and ask you you know to uh, get in contact with you. So there's a networking activity, but it may may or may not um, be a successful. Um, support for your further search yeah and of course you know um on the downside there's a couple of things you know for for uh, working on a phd so um for sure it's um it's costly you know it's um although you know you may earn something for a living um of course there's these opportunity costs that mm. uh, for a couple of years you definitely earn much less than you would uh, do if you directly start in the industry. Um, there was a pretty significant gap uh, between these salaries in, in my time, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's still existing, if not becoming bigger. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and of course, you know, uh, as we talked about, you don't collect experience within the pharma industry. So, so um, when I was interviewing after my PhD, um, I got together with a couple of other uh, colleagues or, uh, that were a couple of years younger than me. And in addition, already had a couple of years of experience. <laughs> but that, that was a little bit of a combination because I also, um, yeah, we had 13 years of school in Germany plus an additional year of national service plus five years for the diploma student uh, plus two and a half years for my PhD. So... Well, that really summed up versus you know if you have your uh, if you start in university you know um, at the age of eighteen and then go for three years and then you're twenty one or twenty two and start uh, your career well I was basically you know just after my first year of university at that age <laughs> yeah so. Yeah. Yeah, that relates to the point that you know that the in, the experience if you if you end up in the industry and, and you 
if you like to end up in the industry, then the industry experience is probably more worth than than continue working on the academic environment. Yeah. So so there is. I'm not sure whether it's more worth, but it has. Yeah. It has a lot of value, and in certain positions, it actually will have more value. So uh, for sure. And for sure in the in the uh, in the short term, because if you look at then similar age people that you know have already a couple of years of experience in the companies, they work much more effectively than those that uh, start and the uh, start new with a PhD. And these new starters with a PhD take a you know that just takes a couple of years uh, until they really catch up. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, and there's uh, there are other downsides. I think it's one one of the you know on the one side you mentioned that it's it's really you know you should be um, thrilled and and uh, happy to continue working on a specific topic and enthusiastic about it, but on the other hand, it it also means that for two and two and a half or even longer years, you are working on one specific topic. And yeah. only one specific topic. I mean, in in Göttingen, there was a chance to to kind of move move around due to the fact that you're working with um, or student consultancy, and then they're they're touching other topics. But in general, if it's only about the PhD, you were really working on one single topic. Might be a little yeah. wider, might be narrower, and but you know, in the same time, like a CRO statistician, you usually had like ten different studies with five different therapeutic areas and and i don't know how many methodology type of things touched so it is it's really something where you need to be uh, need to be clear that that you are very um focusing for a long time on a very narrow field of statistics and you may find out that uh, it's not even relevant (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hopefully not, but it's just that that it might not be applicable for um, for the environment that you're then working on. I mean, there are many topics which theoretically are being being um, worked on, but in in reality, it's just not not used. Yeah, yeah. There's sometimes there's really you know you can easily build up some ivory tower expertise without really um, knowing it because all your other colleagues at that institute also work on this ivory or mm. expertise and you know you don't see so much outside um and so so that is a threat and um but i think you need to be clever about and you know having a good surroundings there um having exposure to uh, yeah biological research or uh, other life science research uh, where you have more applications and that will just force you to see you know uh, wider and how your actual research topic for your phd is applicable in these areas um yeah and and also i mean it's not necessarily for phd but also for master for example it um you know don't, don't forget that that working on a very specific topic and going through like a lot of you know the, the hurdles and and uh, the pain <laughs> probably in, in, in that time it's it's also about the soft skills that you gain around that so increasing um, frustration uh, limits and and uh, working working for yourself and and concentrating on a topic and 
diving into a topic. So this is really also about not necessarily the statistical expertise for that one, but really about the soft skills that you learn um, yeah. doing a PhD in statistics. Yeah, yeah. You learn very different soft skills than what you would learn at, at a company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In terms of, you know, working on that, it may take a long time to uh, finish your PhD. You may run into problems that you have not seen um, early on in the project. And there's, of course, also the risk of never completing it. Yeah, so, that's, that's uh, true. Yeah. So let's face it, the, not everybody that starts a PhD is finishing it. Yeah. And going back to the long, long time and that it may take, I mean, that's also kind of connected to, for example, if you, if you're working on, uh, on sponsor pr uh, projects, um, that they're just limited to a certain number of years. So you basically run out of budget at the end of the, uh, the PhD. If you, find yeah. unforeseen or unforeseen problems or issues so it's it's um it's indeed a risk um for also like a financial risk that you fail because of financial um, pressure yeah so. yeah yeah so if you you know want to consider a phd i hope for that this half an hour of discussion between benjamin and myself helped you to understand what are the pros and what are the cons And um, really look into yourself, what are the priorities for you, and uh, make an informed decision about if and where to pursue your career uh, in terms of PhD or go directly into the um, industry or maybe, you know, evaluate later if you want to do a PhD later on in, in your career. Okay. Thanks so much, Benjamin. Always nice talking to you. See you. Bye-bye. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks for listening. As always, just go to theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. And please recommend this podcast to other colleagues who are interested in boosting their career. Ciao.